need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is I Got You, Boo. Hello, hello. Hi. I'm so glad we made it to this point in the episode. Ladies, <laughs> gents, humans of all kind. It's been a morning. We set to record this episode. Now, the audio issues have been no secret. No secret. But we set to... Re- Let's record at 10 so we can have our Saturday. Let's record at 10 so we can have a sassy Saturday with our loved ones. It's now 11.06. We had to tag in Malin. Has a- it's like cracking the Da Vinci Code with these systems we have up. I, I feel like I should be DJ Khaled at this point because I have so many. <laughs> if you guys... Well, I actually, you can see our screens because I share it. It's just... It's literally like the little things at the hospital, you know, when we're talking, there's just a bunch of up and down lines on my screen. It's something else. But there was some echoing happening and (laughs) echoing is annoying. You know, I'm just trying to listen to Becca and there's two Beccas. So I told Malin that I couldn't work in these conditions and he (laughs) told me to relax (laughs) with like eight X's. Okay. Malin, you had to have known that you were about to get called out. You had to have known that this was going to happen. Nobody in the history of ever has ever told anyone who is having a shit fit to relax. A shit. And then they, and then they they stopped, dropped, and relaxed. That is not how that goes. Relax. That's like when you tell a kid, don't reach for that, and they reach for it, fall, scrape their head. Like... I feel like shit fit needs to be what's shit fit and what's lit need to be a new <laughs> a new segment because that's fantastic. He compared me to Princess Diana, which now that I'm really thinking about it, I don't think Princess Diana was very high maintenance at all. <laughs> so no, but bad she, example. No, that was my fault. He, I, I called you Princess oh. Diana first. He just he I volleyed it and he served it and I get it. We're moving on. I think it's J-Lo. J-Lo makes really weird requests. Like she needs special water when she puts on shows. So I would, I would. Really? I would say that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, point okay. of story is we're happy to be here. We're glad that we got to this point. It was a journey. Holy shit. Always. Hi, how are you? Always. Hi. So I had every intention. I went searching in like my little organization baskets and such. For my Easter ears, my bunny ears, I was fully going to show up here looking like a bunny. Oh, like fuck. Full, you know? <laughs> fully. I was, like, ready to rock. Then I was like, can't find them. So upset. Like, I know I put them on Luna last Easter to take photos for her, and I just don't know where I put them. So while I was searching, though, because I know that pictures of us have been all the rage, I found a photo of myself. I'm going to say I was probably, like, five or six with the hair, though. Can we just, can we oh, look at that? I had bangs that started that far back, too. Wait, is that your kindergarten like, picture? Maybe. I am, yeah, al- AMQ, probably- I am almost positive I was wearing a red turtleneck in my, in, underneath a jumper in my kindergarten picture. I shit you not. I have to have my mom send it to me. Look at that frame, though, take- too. <laughs> you can take a photo like this. Yes. But listen, my hair has not changed. 
I mean, those bangs are thick. Yeah. Thicker than a snicker. <laughs> wow. So I thought I would share that because I was like, this is too good not to share. So for yeah. everyone looking at the audio, don't worry. <laughs> the real will come. The real will come. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, so that's that. And uh, and I'm drinking out of my Easter egg mug, and we'll call it a day. This right. morning, as you may have seen, you know this already, I just woke up, and I was like, all I want is coffee. And then I go to the, you know, and you're just like something, you just agitated. out. I, tr- I do my best, but I was just, I woke up a little agitated. I open up the cupboards. I go to make the coffee. Andrew hasn't ground the beans. Who does that? Listen, when you want coffee. Who grinds their own beans? Us! What do you mean? We're that- coffee snobs. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Andrew hasn't Listen. ground the beans. He hasn't churned the butter in the backyard either. <laughs> when you want coffee, you don't want to have to work for the coffee. When you're like, I'm in the mood for coffee, you want to right, put it so in the buy snag. it already ground up. Is the no? It's just not the same. The aromas are not the same. Again, this is why we call her Princess Diana. <laughs> anyway. I made the coffee, but before making the coffee, I spilled <laughs> the coffee <laughs> everywhere. It was the whole thing. Anyway, but we're here. You're right, Becca. We're here. We're here. It's Easter weekend. Um, for me, here in Toronto, we are entering our third lockdown, which for me is ironic because we haven't removed ourselves from the second lockdown, so it's actually just a continuation. <laughs> so they, they call it the emergency break procedure, which I completely respect. I understand we have to do our part and everything. But I realized yesterday I was walking with Luna and Andrew, and I was like, there's, a little, there's something a little weird about the fact that every time they roll out a lockdown, they call it for 28 days. And then it just reminds me of that zombie apocalypse movie 28 days later. And then I just spiral, you know? Ooh, of course you do. That's like, that's obviously the setup for a spiral. Understandable. Yeah. 28 days later, I'm like, why is it 28 days? He's like, like, I'm, I'm being me. I'm like, what's, why? Why 28 days? And he looks at me like seven times four, seven (laughs) days in a week, four weeks. math and I'm like okay well <laughs> say a month and he's like well it's not okay but it's four weeks it's not a month because sometimes months have 31 days and I was like okay whatever okay <laughs> so, calendar man listen that's probably why I woke up a little wacky because I mean nothing's really changed for us but it but it you know what I mean like it has yeah. it hasn't I haven't gone to restaurants I saw a bunch of people at patios yesterday like like, like getting their, like, last patio time before there's no patios again makes me sad for all the small businesses and everything, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. I went and got my nails did yesterday. I got you boo purple nails. I know, which, like, little- to be full transparency, there's a 98.7% chance that I'm going to also get the pale purple. Yeah, well, because, look, listen, they look like Cadbury mini eggs. Ooh, <laughs> do Cadbury it. eggs. I would like them in my PMS body right now. Mm. Are you allowed to have cat? I was just going to say, can you have them? No. That could be your all milk. Oh, really? Fuck. Yeah. It's like milk products. Can't relate. Anyways. Hi. Can't relate. This is going to be an episode for (laughs) the history of the world. (laughs) We are on one today. You know what? We're just feeling our feels as we feel them. Listen, 
I in no way, shape, or form show up all the time being like, boing, boing, bouncing off the walls, excited. Sometimes I'm like... It's very accurate. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, boing, boing, I'm bitchy today. (laughs) It's a bitchy boing. (laughs) Name of the episode, Bitchy Boings. And what are we even talking about today? How are we here? Who are you? Who's Malin? What is all of this on my desktop? I have, we quite literally don't know what's happening today and it's going to be great. You know what? When we have guests, they're either going to immensely, we have already started having guests. (laughs) I was just going to say, what do you mean when? We're trying trying to roll out a procedure that's going to be in a protocol that's going to be like easy, (laughs) but we need to test it out first. Like we can't be like, hey, we want your audio to be banging and then we can't figure that out. So We're literally just the, we're just the guinea pigs in this process. Um, Yeah. It's fine. It's going to be great. It is a lot to look at, though, when you're looking at, like, it just reminds me of a heart monitor, you know? I look like I'm making mixtapes for Nikki right now. Nikki Minaj, I am making her her mixtapes with all of this sound bars in the background. It's going to be great. (laughs) Can't wait for the remix. Uh, if this remix doesn't end in AMQ having stellar audio, I need you all to send gift baskets and prayers because <laughs> this shit is not going to go well. This listen, not. I... You sound great right now. I, so. wish, I wish that you guys could hear or see our our back and forth in the Boo Crew admin group chat, <laughs> Care of Malin. Like, I have full, I full on shit fits via audio message. Like, when my audio is bad... Malin told me he sent a message and all it said was, AMQ, your audio is jacked. And my response was, is that bad? With a cry face. Because at this point, I'm like, is jacked like an audio term for amazing? Or is it jacked like, I'm jacked. Like, you badass jacked audio. Bloomin' ass bitch. Bloomin' ass bitch. I have still, listen, guys, they make fun. They crack this joke. Like, you really said bloomin' ass bitch like a few times. I have zero recollection AMQ and I black out every single episode until we listen to it when Malin sends it back to us. We forget what we say at the end of each episode. It's actually, it's like a gift. We listen right along with you because who the hell knows what we yeah. talk about. We don't. Blooming ass bitch. We plan it out all week and then we like leave it all on the floor, you know? It's like all the information just gets brain dump. completely drained from mm-hmm. us. Yeah, to- it's a total brain dump. It's like the men in black little. Just like that. It makes sense. I love that song. <laughs> this, this is going to be a treat for you all, listeners. A treat. <laughs> Have you watched or seen? I'm going to refocus this. Reset the room. Oh, wait, no, it's Clubhouse. <laughs> Shit. I'm going re- to reset the room for anyone joining. <laughs> Wrong app. Who dis? Speaking of Clubhouse, look at that transition. AMQ and I had our first oh. um, I Got You Boo Clubhouse room this last Monday. And yeah. we were emotional little beans after that because if you're listening and you jump, jumped into that one or if you didn't and you have a little bit of FOMO, don't trip chocolate chip because we're going to be in there every Monday to mm-hmm. the I Got You Boo Clubhouse room at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you don't have Clubhouse yet because, you know, you're waiting on the cool kids to send you an invite. We're the cool kids. It's us. We're the cool kids. That's us. Oh my God, I've waited my whole life to say that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was, I just, if you joined that and you shared your story, the vulnerability in what yeah. those humans that joined shared, I did not expect. 
I did not expect it was them. beautiful. It was. Be- it was. Mm. That was the perfect word for it. We talked about when you first noticed your your body. So mm. that's something that I definitely think it'll be a question that we will be looping into when we're onboarding guests, obviously, and we're mm. having guests here. There's some things that we really want covered, and one of them is when you noticed your body. So we wanted to open up the floor. We always come out the gate strong, you know. We don't half-ass anything. Full ass. When was the first time you noticed your body? Boom. First I got you, boo room. Yeah. It was powerful AF. And vulnerability is relatability. I truly believe that. And when you can get to a point in your life where you can share on that level with total strangers, the self-awareness involved in that is so important. And we kept on resetting the room and (laughs) saying that very thing. We did. We were like, listen, there's a lot of really heavy but powerful stuff here. And it was just so nice to that whole you're not alone feeling or the, you know, relatability about we always talk about fitting rooms and, you know, how you how we feel in fitting rooms. And it doesn't matter who you are. You've had a fitting room shit. Fit. Oh, yeah. It's happened. It's happened. Yes, it's almost in the name fitting room, a shit fit room. It's it, absolutely. <laughs> also, side note, for those of you that don't know, on Clubhouse, a, there's no video. So if you're wondering yeah. if you have to be on video, the answer is no. Also, if you're on, you can simply listen and just absorb everything that's being said. Don't feel like you have to come on and speak. That was something else. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. If you're not familiar with it, you might not understand that part of it. But by all means, when we say join the clubhouse, we don't mean you have to speak. We just welcome it. It's like a live, non-recorded podcast. Just imagine yeah. imagine if Becca and I go live on Instagram, for example, right? And you're commenting in real time to what we're saying. That's essentially what Clubhouse is, except we're not on camera. You're not on camera. You can listen. You can listen and learn. You can raise your hand and say something. The teacher in Becca probably was like, ooh, a hand raiser. Love it. Love a good hand raising moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you, and instead of like a chat, we hear your voice. So it's more personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loved that for us. You were going to ask me if I watched something, and then you you cut yourself off with Clubhouse. Typical. You interrupted yourself. Did you watch? Oh, no, no. It was like, did you watch or hear or see, or what, what was your week like? Did you ingest anything? What's the vibe? Vibe check for the week. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to give a nice little shout out here to a friend who I've made on Clubhouse, Gabby Mail. Coming soon to an I Got You Boo Pod near you. So she... <laughs> that nasal, that nasal, really. <laughs> she made a reel. I was... Well, she makes multiple reels. I mean, hello, social media. But I was spring, air, air quotes, spring cleaning this week, which could be quite honest, I feel like I've been doing through the entire pandemic, right? Because you like go yes. to a closet and you're like, ooh, that's a mess. That's, that's... A, you know when you like open your closet doors and the closet looks like it's coming for you? <laughs> That's how I feel in the condo. I'm like, whoa, God, it just explodes every time. So I've been giving away stuff. And by giving away here in Toronto, we can't even, this is so sad. We actually can't even donate clothing um, unless I'm missing something. What? But everywhere I've tried, yeah, because of COVID regulations. So it's like, I have all these bags of things and I'm like, what do I, I don't. So I've kept them in like the car and stuff and they're just filling up space. But I went through she basically posted this reel and it was her doing these amazing transitions between different outfits and talking about how to prepare, kind of like preparing yourself for the spring, the summer, you know, tossing on outfits and just being like, wear them around your house. And if you're comfortable around your house, 
then you'll be comfortable outside. And if you're not, who cares that those shorts are adorable and they fit you last summer because clothes are meant to fit you, not the other way around. And I'm loving this movement because her really good friend, Mick Zazen, Zazon, Zazen, I always mess that up, did the same thing. She did like a TikTok Gotta love TikTok for being an hour. I am not on TikTok. I'm on TikTok, but not on TikTok. But she I means a minute, not an hour. <laughs> That's what I mean. Six Could you seconds, imagine? Not 30 seconds. Can you imagine? Yeah. Just a whole podcast episode on TikTok. <laughs> Who knows? Could hey, be it. Yeah. Um, never know. Never know. But she did basically going through her closet and... It was just so simple and matter of fact, but I was like, why don't we do more of that? She was going through her closet. She was trying stuff on and she was like, doesn't fit, chuck it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, like chuck it in the fuck it bucket because how many, oh my gosh, the pairs of jeans that I have. I still have them. Yep. That don't fit. Me too. The pairs of jeans that I have that on both sides. So for a very long time, I kept um, clothing and I still have them. I have a box. This is so embarrassing to admit. I have a box of clothes under my bed that I literally have put clothes into and said, I'm putting this in here for when I'm pregnant. Wait, why is that embarrassing? Because it's my brain saying, hey, AMQ, this is the box of clothing for you when you get bigger. Air oh, I see. That's the language I'm using. Like, you're inevitably going to get bigger. So here is your clothes for when you were bigger. Save it for when you get bigger again. It's terrible. Mm. It's it's like, I feel like I'm well-meaning, but then I'm like, okay, mm, but am I going to... This is the other thing. I asked myself this, this week, and I actually cleared a few things out of that box because I said, wait, am I going to want to toss this on my body when the only memory I have of wearing this was when I didn't really love myself and I'm growing a human in my body. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm tossing on a garment that reminds me of not so good days. Probably not. Right. So just so interesting when I was Marie Kondoing my house, that experience. And I just kept on thinking of those two reels. So shout out to Gabby and Mick, because I was like, Hey, clothes are meant to fit you. You don't fit the clothes. Just tell yourself that. So that's been my very cleansing spring cleaning experience. That's literally what I did. That was the best thing I saw all week was those two reels. We are also, because we're on the topic, we're going to say it. We are attending Mick and Gabby's retreat. They run some, they have a company called the Rose Retreats. And you already know that we love a good, Becca and I love a good retreat. We always come from these experiences with so much to share. And quite honestly, a lot of my pivoting on mindset around a lot of things have come from these events. Going to Rise, the BODCON for sure, like the way that I see certain things has changed completely. So we're really excited. It's coming up in April. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. So honestly, I don't really know. I feel like that was like my week. (laughs) I feel like I spent my week in piles of clothing on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And plus, I feel like when you when you do get pregnant, you're going to be like shopping maternity cuteness and that box will never get touched anyway because you're going to be like, oh. yeah, like I want to be fashionable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Duh. Yeah, exactly. Dress the bump. That's a good point, though. I have I should do that. And I don't know how it keeps happening. Like you just said, I probably have cleaned out my closets like three times so far during this pandemic right? and somehow they're still there. So I have to like do it again, but I for sure have jeans that I'm like, let me just save. I think that, you know, we save them thinking like for what though, if they don't fit now get rid of them. Cause all they are going to do is make you feel like shit. 
Truly. Yeah. Like, I hold them up, and I'm like, ooh. I went through a stage, actually, where I ripped the size tags. This is, like, very, 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 very liberating. If you haven't done this, I 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, I ripped the, all the size tags off my jeans. I, I had one of those shit fits. Like, I spiraled, and I was like, No, but that's a good ah! Yeah, it's good to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I did it, and it was great. Now, now I don't know what any of the sizes are. So that actually really helps when I'm sifting through, but it doesn't help because then I have to try everything on. Not that I wouldn't have had to try everything on anyway, but yeah, it's like a whole fashion show up in here. <laughs> anyway, that's that was my week. What was your week like? It was it was just like weird. It was just it was just I mean weeks after weeks they just are getting weirder and weirder, and you don't know what happens, and you don't know what day it is, right? especially on these long weekends. But you know what I do know is that Elliot Stabler came back to SVU, and it was beautiful. And I'm not going to give any spoilers. What? what? I don't know what that is Jesus Christ. I've also never watched Sex in the City. Fun fact that I shared with Becca yesterday. Yeah, Not SVU, one. though, is something. She wants me to watch RuPaul's Drag Race really bad. And I, I have started it, but I haven't, like, binged it. You need to watch Law & Order SVU because Mariska and specifically Benson, but both of them as character and human, I am obsessed with. I don't know who these people are. I know. That's a shame. I'm so sorry to hear that. But <laughs> it was a beautiful episode, and it's just it's setting up for the storyline that we've wanted throughout all 20-plus years of this show. So you want me to watch 20 seasons of a show? Yeah. How many, how many seasons are there of Drag Race? Guarantee you it's close to that. 12. Oh, I thought there was like 17. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Never mind. I'll watch them twice. Like that's a long time. You I mean, wait. I've watched Dawson's Creek about 17 times start to finish. So I feel like instead of doing that again, I could. Yeah. But I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts, but it's amazing. And you, ha But the thing is, you have to watch. I think some people were missing this. It was a crossover because Chris Maloney has a new show. And so it, um, you have to watch that episode afterwards because then it all makes sense. And I forget. Organized Ooh, Crime. The That's the name of it. These networks, they're really getting crafty during these pandemic times. Shout out to NBC. If you want, I would love to be on an episode of SVU in any capacity. So... Since they clearly listen. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah. And I'd also like to be on Big Brother, but I've never applied. So can't, can't make shit happen unless I do you sh I feel like you should be on Big Brother. I would love to see how that shit played out. But we couldn't do the podcast. I would be so good. Yeah, we couldn't do the podcast. What do you mean? Would I'd you be kill like, somebody? I'm writing this into my contract. Look, listen, I'd be like this. I'd be like, listen, I'm really funny is exactly how it would start. And then I'd say... But I have one requirement. I know that I'm probably going to be in this house for three plus months because obviously I'm winning. But I'm going to need to have the diary room for this, an hour a day though. or an hour a week because I need to record from the Big Brother house. They would say absolutely the fuck not. They would how, say no. How long like, are they? No. How long do you last? Like how long is this the... Three months. Oh, okay. So we just need to bank 12 episodes real quick. Becca... <laughs> You could not go three months without talking to me. Can you imagine? We'd have so Absolutely. much podcast content, though. <laughs> we didn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably be me shit-talking everybody in the Big Brother house, though. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be a whole season of the podcast. <laughs> Guys, why are we here? Why are we here today? I don't know. We're talking about spring cleaning, but we also uh, wanted to talk about... Drum roll. Thank you. Hit us with it. Was it? Wow, that's a good one. Got some traction. Sick drum roll, bro. Um, we wanted to talk about food having no moral value. Why? Because it's Easter weekend. 
And Becca and I talk about this a lot. And around these holidays, especially, food is obviously food's a big thing. Food brings people together. We know this. This is this is a global thing. It's not anything new. And when you know you're going to be going to, <clears throat> pardon me, going to a social gathering or being around food, at least in my past, I would have to brace myself for impact. I remember showing up at my grandma's house and my grandma, bless her, she just, you know, she'll have like, 10 of us there and she'll literally cook for her entire village that she grew up in. It's like, who else is coming? And at some points, sometimes she does potlucks, you know? So she likes to tell me, you know, no, people are coming later and they do, right? Obviously not this year. I'm making, I'm putting that disclaimer. Obviously I'm not doing this this year with her. Um, but people will come like in different parts of the day, right? And it'll be like a, it'll be like a buffet style, pick a paper plate and fill your plate type vibe. The interesting thing is though, no matter what time of day it is in this get together, and no matter how many plates I have put food onto, it's like she just zeroes in on me and she'll be like, did you, did you have that? Have you had enough of this? Are you still hungry? There's still this in the fridge. I can take this out of the freezer. They're running out. It's fine. I have more. It's like, no, there's just so much focus on food. And for somebody who was in the bouts of an eating disorder and then was in recovery and is still in recovery. It's just been such a, it's like I have to prepare myself emotionally to explain myself, you know? Hey, I won't be eating that because I'm vegan. Mm -hmm. Still doesn't understand. Still, she still has no idea. She's like, that's just a chicken breast. You can eat that. I'm like, that's it's an animal. It's an animal. So no, <laughs> but, but I need to go through that every time. And we wanted to talk about this because I'm sure it's because of the spaces I've been, I've been putting myself in and basically the personal development I've been filling my brain with. But it's so valuable to think about the fact that so easily we'll go and we'll sit down at dinner, right, for Easter. And we'll eat a pastry or two or three. And then the next day we'll wake up and we'll be like, oh, I was so bad yesterday. Like I ate so bad. I've been doing that and using that language for literally my entire life. And then what would happen? I would work out. And then what would happen? I would say I was working out to work off the pastries I ate, which is ridiculous. And then I would eat a salad and then I'd be like, I was good today. And then I would start that whole cycle over. It's so ridiculous that we are attaching morality to food. It's just food. I wrote, I was reading something and um, I started writing a caption. <laughs> there you go, live in my notes, everyone. And I basically said, if I ate bad food, I was a bad person. I would wallow in self-hatred and spiral into patterns of restricting and binging. Labeling food was such a trap for me. Labeling our food is deeply rooted in diet culture and that crap needs to go. We don't need to justify our food choices. We need to listen to our body and eat what we need in that moment. And quite frankly, sometimes you just need some soul food, you know? You need like comfort food. And that looks different for everybody, but I'm sure shit not going to, especially after this, all these limitations put on us. And when we come out the other side of this pandemic, you best believe that I'm not going to say no to 
going out and sitting on a patio with my friends for fear of the food that's going to come to my table because I'm not going to say no to experiences. I'm not going to say no to experiences because that's just ridiculous. And I did that for way too long. And what ended up happening was I would focus so hard on food. So even if, for example, I didn't binge at the Easter dinner, because my mind was so heavily focused on that, I would come home and binge Easter chocolate, but nobody was around. So I would still have that behavior, you know? And it's just, once you take away the label, oh, once you just look at, there's a very Portuguese treat called pastelo de nata. It's basically an egg tart and I can't eat it anymore. And I say the word can't and people might roll their eyes, but I mean, can't equals I can't because I'm vegan, not I can't because it's bad food. It's literally eggs, (laughs) so it's animal products. But I would always tell myself, okay, you can only have pastel shnata at special times of the year. And it's like, why would I do that to myself? So I knew for sure I would be having them like three times a year. And then any other time I was, it was offered to me, I was like, oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't one of the three times I've allotted myself. You know? So ridiculous. So that was my rant. I know you have stuff to say, but it was bringing up feels. Easter weekend was bringing up those feels. And I feel like as the holidays have rolled out, each time it's mm-hmm. like a new batch of them because, you know, we're not around the same people. So it's not the food isn't always like that. But I know that very similar to you, if I knew that the holiday was coming up, I would be quote unquote super on plan, whatever the hell that means throughout the week, feeling like I had to earn that holiday and that time with loved ones and food, I think will always be, I want, I wanted to hate, like, it's almost like I had a very, well, obviously I had a very unhealthy relationship with it, but Mm -hmm. when you feel like you have to earn it and you feel like you have to and then you feel bad for it after, that's a toxic relationship totally. with food Same. that I'm still working through. It also happens when I'm um, PMS a lot. So like I, I that you posted one of those um, this week about like when you're PMS, what to like what to choose and yeah. choose it instead. And it was just the same option. But then I still struggle with that. I mean, yesterday I talked on my Instagram about it. Like I went in the other night and like delve into those those, you know, choices and then the next day I was like, oh God, I just, I just felt gross, but why do I feel gross? And then you sit with that conversation with yourself. And then that's where you start to kind of rebuild that relationship with food because you deserve to make memories. You deserve to have those experiences with your loved ones. And yes, most of the time that's surrounded with food because there are certain staple dishes that you have because of tradition. And I am huge on tradition. So why, but you don't have to earn those. You earn those, you already have, are, are validated in deserving of those experiences and dishes and your favorite foods simply because yeah. you are here and you are existing and for no other reason. It's so interesting that we don't even probably realize how ingrained that aspect of diet culture is on how we function and plan around these events because we're just so used to it. And it's something that we've been told for so long but there is a really awesome liberation that comes from freeing yourself of those chains of food and the guilt. Yeah. There's this frustration that I'm currently sitting in because here's the thing. When you take the time, what you focus on expands. I genuinely believe that. And I have full, like, 
running jump into the pool, dove right in to learning how to unlearn diet culture. So like that's a process. So learning to unlearn itself is a process. And for me, I am so hyper aware now of when people are talking about stuff like this. And when somebody says this is good or this is bad food or whatever, I notice it. It's so, I'm so aware of it. And I almost sometimes wish I didn't notice it so much, you know, like we're so hyper aware that it's, it's tough to be like, oh yeah. I always want to educate. I always want to educate. So when I'm having a conversation with somebody and they say that, I'm like, hey, listen, you probably don't even realize you're saying this. I used to be like this too. This is what I've started to do to work around language like this food is bad and this food is good. And people look at you like you have 16 heads, quite frankly. Why? Because we are going against the grain, right? When you put your hand up in a room of people who are living off 1,200 calories per day and tracking everything, and you say, it's fine, eat the fucking Cadbury mini egg, it's Easter, they, it's like, they want to put your head on a stick, you know? And it's because diet culture is the norm. Mm -hmm. So going against the grain, it's a freaking up, it's, it's an uphill climb, you know? Like it's whatever it is. I said stream, then I said mountain. It's all the same. <laughs> but- Essentially, it's difficult. We're all over the place. We want to have those conversations. And it's like, at some point, somebody heard me say that and probably thought the same thing, right? And winced. And I just didn't know better. And I'm not trying to sit here and put us on a pedestal and say that our way of looking at things is better than anyone else's. But it's definitely revolutionary, you know? It's definitely just, it offers peace, it offers peace in your mind. It offers more peace in your body. Not that you have to, you're going to, it's going to make you love yourself. I mean, my body has for sure changed since, and this is like, yeah, year, as early as a year and a half ago, I was still trying to stick to 1200 calories. I was still trying to do these things. So of course, when you stop doing that, my body doesn't know how to trust itself anymore. So that takes a long time for your body to trust that it is going to be nourished and it's not going to be restricted again because, oh, I mean, if you're like me and the yo-yo of how you've been doing that for years, it takes a really long time to balance it out. But I'm here for the long haul with the relationship with my body and you should be too and just giving it that patience. And that's so much easier said than done. But to speak to what you were saying before, um, when you catch someone saying that in conversation and you want to educate them, I have really tried to because I get real quick on me the, too. On me the, too. It's uh, hard not to, and I I have tried. Ugh. So I need to like re it is it yeah. is because we're passionate. We're passionate people, but sometimes that's not well, well received, no. and sometimes they're not they're not there for that. So I feel like opening or sometimes I've had conversations with my friends that have been like, I know what you're gonna say. I know that this is not, and I'm like, I'm just here to listen as a soundboard. I'm not here to preach anything unless you're open to talking about it or or I've tried to practice responding with yes. do you just need me to listen right now or are you looking for some advice and that simple question changes your communication because I think that some people that we know and that we love will see what we share on Instagram and then think they can't come to oh. us to talk about other things or to like you know just vent about it but like no you can but just know that like we're going to give you a, a perspective yeah and like be real about it and but I mean, I know that if somebody, I mean, it's me we're talking about. I'm stubborn AF. So I know that if somebody had told me, hey, right? Hey, AMQ, you are? Maybe don't, 
you know, refer to food as good or bad, I'd be like, bitch, shut up, okay? I know I was bad. Like, I, I won't listen to you. So I need to remember that I need to walk through it myself. Like, I need to walk through the shit myself and then be like, oh. Yes. Or, or like we've experienced in many other times before, sometimes it needs to be um, stacking. So the things that are said to me need to be stacked and then stacked on another and then someone else says it and then I hear it or see it in a book or, you know, I just need the same messaging over and over again to be like, wait. And then I give my head a shake and I pivot. But it takes a long time. Just like just like the body thing, right? Like when mm-hmm. you stop giving yourself, like for me, when I was like, okay, I'm going to stop measuring everything and writing everything down and tracking and yada, 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 yada. No shade to any of these apps that have helped people because I get it. I needed to get a handle on portion control before I could even understand how to inter- intuitively eat. So I appreciate that European family who would put stuff on my plate and said, you need to eat all this or else. And so I didn't know anything about portion control. So yes, I needed to learn. But then that was a whole other problem because there's a difference between portion control and obsessively tracking, like going to put a cracker in your mouth and then Mm -hmm. thinking, I don't want to write that I ate a cracker into my app, so I'm not going to eat the cracker. Like that is next level ridiculous in my mind, but that's, it is what it is. Whatever. People are going to hate me for saying that. Um, Now I lost my train of thought. Totally lost my train of thought. Typical me. But I was so deep on this with you that I don't even know what you're trying to Essentially, oh, 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 oh. Should we circle back? I say, um, <laughs> I was in a situation at the park a couple of weeks back. I no joke, I no joke sent like desperado voice notes to Becca being like, I need to remove myself from this situation immediately because it was activating. So I'm, I'm trying on this word for size instead of trigger. Um, obviously, we all know, we've heard the term trigger warning. But trigger is in itself, if you have ever battled with bulimia, um, the term pull trig, which we've all heard in life, quite frankly, means exactly what it sounds. So when you're bulimic and you're looking for a, a space, a safe space to be able to you know, rid yourself of whatever it is that you ate, that's a term. And so I started realizing being in more and more clubhouse rooms, actually, about this topic, um, just about like eating disorder recovery and around all that, I realized, I was like, you know what, that word itself for my particular eating disorder is not good to hear a lot. So I started saying activating because it activates feelings inside me. It's still it's still the same. I pulled out the old thesaurus, the thesaurus, <laughs> can't even say it. And and I was like, mm, activating is a good word. Activation is a good word. So I was like, I need to leave because they, these women. Okay, no word of a lie. I'm sitting at a picnic table trying to enjoy our dog hangouts because we have these social distance dog hangs now that, you know, the sun shines for five minutes out here. And we go outside, we take our dogs, and I'm sitting at a picnic table, and it was like everyone was on this countdown, and it was like, three, two, one, pull out your phone and show which food tracking app you're using. And I looked around and there was five of us at this table. And I was like, I'm telling you, Wait, that, they all that's pulled crazy. out their phones <laughs> showing different apps they've been using and what they were using and how they were restricting their food. And I was like, 
ooh, I got to go. Like I, and I was trying to politely remove myself and it was so hard. And I was like, do I say something? How do I say? And I started talking and it was like a game of whack-a-mole. I started saying something and they didn't want to hear it. These women didn't want to hear it because they're like, no, it's working. I lost five pounds. I lost this. I did this, 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 this. And I was like, you don't want to hear it. Right. Exactly. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave. But let me tell you, this stuff still, it's still, I can be as far along on my recovery journey as possible, but that in that encounter stuck with me for the past week. Like I, I've just been running through that in my head. Like, okay, how can I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, how can I text this person? And what can I say? Because I genuinely, these are people that are in my orbit. So this will not be the last time that these conversations come up. And so I want to be that education source. And it's ironic to me because one of them the other day was like, are you coming to the park? And I said, no, we're recording the pod. And she was like, have fun recording. And I know for a fact, she doesn't listen to the pod. I know for a fact she doesn't. And I know that if she did, she would learn along with us. And, you know, it's just sort of like, how can, how can you help? And I feel like my hands are tied. And I do feel like I, and I know you and I talk about this all the time. We feel like we owe, owe it, right? Owe it to our community as our community grows to share what we're learning as we learn it. But sometimes people don't want to hear it. And so as a result, we get hurt. It's true, right? We get lashed out at, and, and you have to be prepared for that. And that's something that I don't think we, we learn. You can't learn that. You can unlearn and learn and learn and unlearn as much as possible, but you can't learn to, like, not get your feelings hurt, you know? Well, yeah. And the non, I mean, the coming from a not eating disorder recovery standpoint on that, those conversations, though, would then make me feel insecure exactly. in my body in that moment because I am in the opposite. I am not, you know, my body is trying to trust itself. Instead, I've been really trying to watch myself instead of saying like, oh, I gained weight during this pandemic, which hi, my body is doing what it needs to do to keep me here. So fine. My body is also learning how to trust itself because I've been really working on my relationship with food so much that hearing those kinds of things and coming from somebody who was in and out of taking those pills and having tracking everything I put into my mouth, making sure I was only eating at most 1200 calories a day and, you know, doing all these things. If I felt like I wasn't doing that and I was sitting around a table of women who were saying that they felt successful in doing that, I would feel guilty and I would feel so insecure because, because I'm not. So I still have to remind myself like, no, that's not, Yes, you're going to hit that number, whatever that looks like for you. That's not a sustainable way of life. You cannot continue living your life. Or you can't live a very fulfilling one if your time is constantly consumed with yep. counting and tracking what goes into your mouth and how you enjoy moments with your friends. The first thing that you think of when you're joining up with friends oh my gosh. should and has been for so long. Let me look at the menu first. Let me see what I can have. I'm focused on what's going to be there to ingest in my body instead of like, embracing yep. their presence and having that be the gift and having that be the memory. And that should never be when you are planning time with your, with people that you love the focus, because I think that this year has taught us all that life is way too fucking short to spend any extra time worrying about your clothes fitting or how they fit if they do at all. 
and just throw them out, boo. Just throw them out. And getting up the next pant size, I bet you there's a lot of people that are no longer here that would give anything Mm -hmm. to just go up a pant size and to still be here with their loved ones. So if you are clearing out and doing your spring cleaning, this has like been a mishmash episode. Hi, how are you? But I think because they tie into each other so much during this season of of the world, but, um, just throw out the damn jeans, bless and release those bitches and get on a pair. That, Cause honestly, if you try and you like, I, I have been yeah, there you know where you're laying down on the bed, I put on a pair of jeans the other day and I walked Luna with them. Okay. And the entire time I was like, I am not comfortable. Yeah. I'm not comfortable. I can't un- I uncomfortable can't undo the button though. Yes. So if I undo the button. I will not have pants on. <laughs> so I can't. <laughs> but, but why is it that we, why would we wear pants that don't fit us, uh, but instead of just, yeah. Just to say they button. Yep. How? 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 Yeah. There are worse things in the world. You, you could be a serial killer. Want to know what else? That would be worse. Um, when you're outside <laughs> or at a bar or shopping or moving about the world, nobody is stopping you, picking you up a little bit, flipping that tag in your jeans and just checking out what size you are. Nobody's like stopping yes. you at the grocery store. Yes. And flipping the tag of your jeans. Who? What, no one is looking at your size. Who cares? Like we, we pinky promise. No one gives a fuck guys. No one care. It's so mind blowing. Even, even that is such a revelation, but I'm like, how is that a revelation? How, how yes. is that mind blowing to us? We're like, oh but my it God. Is. this is something I heard in a clubhouse room. I'm, I'm going to say it because I don't want to forget to say it. And it's so powerful. Three words, memories over calories. Simple. Like what Becca said, I have it was our clubhouse room, yeah. It was our clubhouse room. And it was, it's just yeah. what Becca said. You know how many times I have not gone to a certain, or I've like kind of tried to coerce my friends not to go to X place versus Z place because X place has an avocado salad and the other place doesn't have any salads, you know? What? Like, it's so ridiculous that we've done that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that. And then the other thing is I really had to learn to stop using tr- uh, food as a reward. So... Straight the fuck up. I'm going to say that this is an unpopular opinion. So buckle up, buttercups. But if you are air quotes or hashtag, air quotes or hashtag, part of the Fitzpo movement, you know what? Some might argue that me and Becca are, maybe, because we like to work out. I've got like a different view on what Fitzpo really means nowadays. But if you're part of the Fitzpo movement, and mm-hmm. you have cheat days. Here's what I'm going to say has been an issue for me personally with cheat days. That means I am treating food as a reward, which means if I have seven days in the week and yep. one of those de- days is my cheat day, and I, I then changed my language because you know me with words. I started calling it a treat day and then it made me feel better. But facts are facts. It's the same shit, different pile. I was treating it Like, okay, so all week I'm going to eat these three things on rotation, you know, restrict, 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 restrict. And then on that seventh day, it's my cheat day and I can eat whatever I want. So does that mean that all of the food before was just wasn't serving a purpose? 
You know, like why am I working hard all week to earn food? It's ridiculous. So I stopped treating food like a reward. And I read, um, I honestly don't know where, but I read somewhere about how we could all afford to learn from babies because babies, they cry when they're hungry. Oh, yeah. And the more that they cry, the more, I mean, there's other things wrong when they're crying, but most times it's like, okay, they cry when they're hungry. Then um, they turn their cheek away when they're full. Imagine, so imagine we eat when we're hungry, we stop when we're full, simple. And then diet culture enters the mix and the more exposed we've been to diet culture, the more we're robbed of that mentality because diet is learned behavior and you can unlearn it, but diet culture rather. So it's so interesting because I'm like, wow, that's so true. Like when you, when you're a baby, you just eat when you're hungry and then you stop when you're full. Simple, simple. Eat when you want to eat. Don't eat when you don't. We're, yeah, we're born, we're born to be intuitive eaters. Truly. Because we're born that way. So talk about going back to basics, going back to baby basics, quite literally. But, but wouldn't the, when you think about lots of things, like wouldn't the world be a better, listen, the world would be a better place if AMQ in this photo, (laughs) if, if the AMQ, if the playfulness and like the childlike wonder that this little AMQ with these massive bangs, if I approached the world like that every day, we would be, the world would be a better place. So anyhow. I mean, you can, you can, you can. That's the point. That's why we're sharing all this is because we've been there and argue, and we still go back there. I say it all the time that our mindsets have its own comfort zone. So when these holidays come up, having to really check yourself and be self-aware of your thoughts around the food that you're making for mm-hmm. traditional purposes or just because you can enjoy it. Um, there is a solution. You are the solution. Your thoughts are the solution and your actions follow that. So um, we've been there. We still struggle with it. We are linking arms here with you, but we're also here to let you know that you don't have to live like that forever and that you can find solace and in, um, Truth. checking yourself. Really? It's really just when you're dying. I got just exhausted. It was exhausting to not be present with the people I loved yep. because I was like, oh, I took that extra bite. That was what I was thinking when I was sitting around a table of people that make me feel so loved and who I love so fully. And I just got tired. It's exhausting and it's way more fun. And you find yourself being so much happier and enjoying your time here on this earth that's already limited when you free yourself from those things Um, and throw out the damn jeans. Okay. Throw them out. I'm going to go do it. Actually, I know exactly the pair I'm going to toss into a bag when we end this recording. Clothes are meant to fit you. You are not meant to fit them. When I posted that on Instagram, that is my only post that has gone viral. It has 1,500 likes at this point and has been shared over 200 times because that that simple phrase when I heard it completely changed my mindset. It was just, and maybe I heard it before. Like you said, maybe I heard it a few times before, but you just need to hear it that one time that you're open to receiving it. And it will truly give you that shift. So hopefully this episode will be that shift for somebody else. Um, Even if it's just one person who listens to this like, oh shit, like, wow, I really can flip the script um, on myself. And you deserve it because you deserve to have a life that feels fulfilled and not held down by the chains of your poor relationship and toxic relationship with food. 
Remember how we wanted this episode to be 45 minutes? <laughs> Remember how I wanted to do a whisper challenge about Easter? I still want to do some because they're funny. Okay. Just know if we're doing this, it's going to be the hour. So don't go giving it. <laughs> we don't want hour. We want it. We really want to clock them down. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. You go, like, you take yours out first. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. They are out. Hopefully I can hear them when I put them back in because I'm not ready emotionally for that sound situation. Easter bunny. Okay, what's happening here? Must get a lot of exercise. <laughs> Are you kidding me with how much you're talking right now? You th Okay, you think you're funny because... Keep going. Do the rest of it. From the top again. The Easter bunny... You think you're funny. Must get. Might be. A lot of egg exercise. A lot of. Egg exercise. Oh, egg. I don't know what that last part is. <laughs> aches and pains. You think you're funny, so you must get aches and pains. Oh, like from Bell. No, that's not it. That's, that's wrong. Moving on. Okay. You think you're funny. What would be you think you're funny, but it's Eastery. Okay, next one. Bless and release it. Those Easter <laughs> eggs. Those Easter eggs. Are to die for. Are to die for. Are to diet culture? No, that goes against everything we just talked about. <laughs> oh, are to die for. I get it. Easter eggs. Those Easter eggs are to die for. Okay, got one. I thought I really thought you said diet culture at the end there. I was trying to tie it in. <laughs> I'm extremely, I'm extremely ready for red and this egg hunt. I'm extremely red. I'm extremely red. Oh, ready, ready for this egg hunt. Yeah. Okay. We got this. See, we just had to play this again. Done. Okay. Put them in. Oh my God, you have no idea how sweaty these AirPods are for me gripping them relentlessly. <laughs> no, the first one was, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> you, I don't even remember. Do you think you're funny? <laughs> I have no idea what that was. Yeah. The Easter bunny must get a lot of exercise. Oh, I was not getting that one, but that is a good one. Okay, I'm taking mine out. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. For peeps' sake. For. For. Peeps. For peeps' sake. Just for peeps. No. That's it. For peeps' sake. For peeps' sake. Yeah, that's it. Just like get it instead of like for Pete's sake. It's for. You're not doing sentences like me, parents. No, because last time you said. <laughs> she can't hear me. Last time she said I made them too long, so I tried to make them shorter this time. <laughs> okay, this is a longer one. I have so many. I, I am. I have. I have so many egg puns. Oh, I have so many egg puns. It's not bunny. I have so many egg puns. It's not bunny. It's not bunny? Yeah. Oh my God, that's so good. Yeah. So many egg puns, it's not bunny. <laughs> okay, I have another one. Last one. Don't yoke with me. 
I, I don't understand any of that one. Don't. Stoked. <laughs> Yoked. Don't. Yeah, don't. Yoked. Like, air, like eggs? Yeah, don't yoke with me. Yolks. Close. We have a bunch of those things together. Yolks. Okay. Are funny? <laughs> Put it back in. <laughs> the last one was don't yoke with me. Oh! <laughs> Yolks are funny could totally be one. Yeah, that was a good one. That's why I was like, well, you're not wrong. I told them when you didn't have your AirPods in, I was like, she told me that last time I made them like paragraphs. So this time I tried to make them really short. <laughs> oh I was my like, God. What else you got? You're like, that's it. <laughs> that's, not, that's it. That's a wrap. <laughs> that was a good one. That's all yolks. Oh! oh! <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at least we can make ourselves laugh. Listen, at the very least, we make ourselves laugh. <laughs> and we're ending it with laughs. We really flipped it up this episode. What happened? Don't know. Can't tell oh, you. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Okay, well, we have been super appreciating all of the reviews that have been coming in, actually. We're going to stockpile some and just come out the gates really strong next episode. But um, we really appreciate the feedback I've been noticing a lot of feedback specifically on certain episodes when certain yes. episodes really touch y'all. I we love that because you know, we're 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 just out here talking to ourselves, let's be real, you know, and you guys just decide you want to listen and that's really great. <laughs> we super appreciate that. We love that for us. And when you <laughs> when you give us feedback specifically on certain episodes or certain things we say despite my terrible audio at times, I'm going to tell you, we really appreciate that. So if you love our vibe, like, comment, share, review, and subscribe. And honestly, if you're listening to something and you know that you have a friend, a loved one, someone in your life who needs to hear it, and you know that it might be difficult for the message to be coming from you, let Becca and I be those people. <laughs> let we Becca love to I... be those people, to be honest. Yeah. Let's <laughs> get in those earbuds of them. And flip some scripts because we're happy to do it. That's why we're here. And we, we appreciate it. So please make sure to send them. Yes. Send us all the things because we want to be all up in your hearts and your brains. So send us anything you want to talk about. Something resonated with you or you want to share your story with regarding relationship with food. Or if you have any questions about how to start building that relationship with food, we are always here for that. Email us to hello, hello. The second hello has three O's at igotyouboopod.com. We love to hear from you. And we will catch you next time, ladies, gents, and hype humans. And don't forget, I got you, boo. Hey, thanks. Love you, bye. bye.